In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. This is a service soaked in the noblest, most edifying texts in Scripture. But the subtext for them all is John 1. And you have to read something in the King James, so bear with me. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. Now, this is not a night that is right for word studies. But words throw so much light on the truth they are meant to reveal if you do the work of letting them do theirs, and the work we are given, the word we are given, rather comprehendeth, does not work as it did in the day of King James' men. We do not comprehend it. And a better word would be grab, precisely, grab. The light shines on and the darkness has not grabbed it, seized it, overpowered it, mastered it, snuffed it out. It has not and it never will. This is what the text is saying. The light burns on, piercing the darkness, and nothing will snuff it out. We may lose it from our sight, but it is always there, there to be found with the eyes of faith. That distant star leading the kings of the nations, not to a throne room in imperial Rome, but to the foot of a feeding trough in out-of-the-way God-forsaken Bethlehem, will one day, on that day, that last great Easter morning, become for us the sun, which gives its radiant worth to this earth restored to its former glory, and then some. Right now, we have its light, cool, crystalline, and pure. The lights we light here on earth, in our response to this light, are warm, They flicker, they flutter, they wax and wane. They get blown out and they get rekindled. As you made your way in, the first lights you encountered were the luminaries, a wonderful tradition of this part of the world. And luminaries provide the best analog I have of the scriptural truth, which is the truth of 2 Corinthians 4. But we have this treasure in jars of clay. We put this light in a paper bag mundane and plain, yet transmitting a warm, dull glow to show that the surpassing power belongs to God and not to us. It's paper-thin skin all there is, separating the light from within from the icy blast without. We are afflicted in every way, but not crushed, perplexed, but not driven to despair, persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. There is no room for fear here, and no need. I am reminded of how, as a child, being brought up in a home filled with love, but lacking in peace, the peace that only faith can give, the peace that comes with forgiveness and a sense of something, someone, beyond oneself in whom one may find one's anchor, one's pole star, one's final orientation, and thus be given the grace to forgive. I would lie in front of the Christmas tree for hours on end when I was five or six, mesmerized by the glowing globes of light, red and green and blue and gold, and listening on the radio, I think we had FM then, to the Christmas service, maybe the lessons and carols, 
and the hymns and anthems and words of scripture, words that were never heard in our family, working their magic, and praying that they could be heard somehow as part of our life, that my parents would someday take us to that place where those words were spoken and heard and lived. For that, I had to wait in God's good time. But I always knew that there was such a place and that something, someone else, was standing vigil, standing guard, keeping watch. Our God, the God of love, who promises not that there will be no darkness, but that every time we stumble or lose our way in the dark, he will surely bring us to our feet and set us on the path once more. The love of God does not mean that there is no tragedy in life. But the love of God of the God of love does mean that there is no tragedy that gets the last word, nothing that goes astray and that will have the final say. There is no place we can go to hide from him and no place he cannot be and will not be in heaven and earth already ready and waiting to redeem us from our worst mistakes, waiting to touch our hardened hearts, waiting for us to reach out and touch his outstretched hand. It means that there is no place for fear this night in Bethlehem, and no need for it. Peace has been brought, and peace has been bought at a price. Peace enough for the whole wide world of God's creation, bought on the cross by the God who loved this world into being. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light, Those who dwelt in a land of deep darkness, on them light has shined. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And so we with the angels sing, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace and on earth, peace. His last word is his first word to us. Let there be light, the light of peace, which shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not, will not, will never, ever quench it. Amen. Please stand.